you were to ask my wife to name a weakness of mine, I'm sure she could name a number of them for you, but she would almost certainly begin with my inability to multitask. I just can't do it. Now, I'd like to think it's because I tend to get hyper-focused on one thing at a time, but really, I think it's more that I have the tendency to get a little preoccupied in my own mind. If I'm thinking through something or I'm just lost in thought, I can become pretty much oblivious to anything else going on around me. I have a preoccupied mind, preoccupied in thought. In our gospel lesson this morning, two of the disciples find themselves preoccupied in thought, which makes them unable to recognize the risen teacher and Lord right there beside them. Following Jesus' crucifixion and burial, they journey, these two disciples, journey out of Jerusalem to a place called Emmaus, which is about a day's journey from Jerusalem, about seven miles on foot. Like the other Gospels, in Luke, a group of women had already seen the empty tomb. They were aware of Jesus' resurrection. But these disciples, these two that journeyed away, did not yet know. In fact, Luke says that the disciples dismissed the women's news when they came to them to tell them the news of the resurrection. They dismissed their news as an idle tale, which is our English Bible's kind way of saying rubbish or nonsense. They dismiss it completely, and so they leave. Can you imagine these two leaving the holy city? Especially when they entered so triumphantly on Palm Sunday. They were convinced that their teacher, their rabbi, Jesus, would transform the temple and the whole city. But instead, they witnessed their Lord and teacher and friend beaten, crucified, executed. Their hopes had plummeted. Their morale had been destroyed. Good Friday was still their reality. They were still in the tomb. And this reality preoccupied their minds, and as we'll soon learn, their eyes as well. As they begin this journey, the two of them were talking to one another about everything that happened. I imagine they had quite a bit to talk about. Then suddenly Jesus came along them and joined them on this journey. But these two didn't know that it was Jesus. Luke tells us that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. What an odd statement. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now, some say that God is the agent who keeps the disciples here from recognizing Jesus. Others say Jesus changes his appearance on purpose. But I don't buy either of these suggestions. As we know, Jesus is all about revealing himself following the resurrection, showing himself to others. Why would he want to trick his own disciples? I think that the disciples kept their own eyes from seeing him. They were too otherwise preoccupied. The disciples' minds were so stuck in Good Friday, so stuck in the tomb, that they experienced a sort of tunnel vision. They were so preoccupied with their Good Friday reality, they were unable to recognize the risen Christ among them. 
It seems to me that we often find ourselves in a preoccupied world. We're taught by society to look out for our best interests, and while this is good for raising up self-sufficient people, we risk missing the needs of the world around us. And I'd argue like these disciples, we miss glimpses of our risen Lord among us, teaching us, comforting us, calling us to action. But I think Luke also shows us here that we suffer from this kind of spiritual preoccupation particularly when life is at its darkest, the times when Good Friday seems to have won. I'm guessing this is the reality for many now in this unprecedented time of uncertainty and fear, of social isolation and distancing. These things, these thoughts preoccupy our minds, keeping us in Good Friday, keeping us in the tomb, as a result, we miss glimpses of the risen Lord alive and among us in our midst. But thankfully, friends, the story doesn't end here. Though the disciples are unable to recognize Jesus, he doesn't abandon them. He remains by their side. So we too can be reminded of God's presence even when the darkness of our reality keeps us from recognizing it keeps us from recognizing Jesus. As Jesus continues on the seven-mile trek with these two disciples, he teaches them about the law and prophets, reminding them how the Messiah must suffer and enter into God's glory. They reached their destination when evening drew near, and showing good Judaic hospitality, these two uh, disciples invite their traveling companion to stay with them. As they sat down to dine, a familiar situation came about, a pattern repeated many other times in the gospel. The stranger took bread, and after he gave thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to them. And then, as Luke tells us, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Though at first the disciples were unable to see Jesus in the stranger, Jesus stayed with them, teaching them, accompanying them, until finally he makes himself known to them in breaking bread. Then they remembered. Then they recognized. It was in the familiar, simple, yet profound act of taking, blessing, breaking, and sharing bread that they finally recognized whose company they were keeping. Now, I think Luke really shows off here as a storyteller. In these few verses, two disciples go from Good Friday to Easter, from death to life, from despair to hope. Their preoccupied minds can now see Jesus has been with them all along. They say, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? We see here that in Jesus we have a Lord and Savior who does not give up on us. Even when our lives are too difficult to see him in our midst. Even when our minds are preoccupied on Good Friday, the risen Jesus comes to us to bring us out of the tomb, to bring us to Easter. Even when we're unable to recognize him, he'll do everything possible to reveal himself to us. 
this is good news for us today. In this time when all our minds are preoccupied in the uncertainty and stress of this pandemic. We ask, how long will this last? When will we get back to normal? Will it be a new normal and what will it look like? We fear for the health of our family and friends and all the uncertainty and anxiety keeps our minds preoccupied. In such a time, it can be difficult to recognize the risen Christ in our midst. But be sure, like the two weary disciples walking to Emmaus, Jesus is right there with us. He's with us in the countless heroes of this time, from medical workers to first responders to store employees to delivery drivers and so on and so on. He's with us in the creativity we're seeing in our community and around the world of people extending love and care to one another in innovative new ways. When we witness such actions, our hearts burn within us because we have encountered God's own love and word in our world. This story assures us that he continues to come to us, even in our preoccupied minds, and Jesus will show himself to us. The story reminds us that we follow a risen Lord who never gives up on us, but instead relentlessly pursues us, that we might recognize him, that we might move out of the tomb of Good Friday into the joy of Easter and share this good news with the world. This, friends, is why Easter is not a day, but a season in the life of the church. It goes on for seven Sundays to help us grow more and more into a resurrection people, to make the jump together from death to life, to take Christ's extended hand and step out of the tomb with him to live together as Easter disciples. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord doesn't give up or abandon us when the weight of this world makes us too preoccupied to recognize Jesus. Instead, he continues to seek us out, helping us recognize him, calling us on the journey of discipleship that we might share and live out this good news. May we continue to recognize the risen Christ in our world, bringing peace, hope, and love. And may we bear witness to these things as we recognize him, that all may know that our Lord is risen and that he is on the loose to redeem the brokenness of creation in this world. May it be so, friends.